Hey, Terry. Hey, Alex. Guess what time it is? It is time to talk about some literature. Woohoo! We're talking about books and the way they help us travel today. Let's just call this episode a great time for story time. How about Once Upon a Travel? Terry, I'm excited. This is a great topic, especially for the school teacher and both of us. No joke, right? Yes. So today we're going to be talking about things that books do for the traveler. And you know, people are always looking to enhance their travel experiences. And we've talked about all kinds of stuff before. We've talked about opening your horizons. We've talked about art. We've talked about what connections you make through other people, all different kinds of things. And quite frankly, if you're listening to a podcast, you're looking for a connection. Right. So we're today talking about what books and what good avid reading can do to make you a better traveler or enhance your travel. So let's kick it off. Probably the first thing that books do is create context for all kinds of destinations. Oh, I completely agree. You think about the teacher and us when you teach reading. For me, I teach uh, sixth grade. So encouraging kids to read because when you read, you can go anywhere you want to go. Exactly. You may not be able to get on that plane and go to that place, but in that book, it's going to take you there. Yeah. And with kids, it definitely creates travel dreamers and, mm -hmm. and kids that have kind of an inner gypsy spirit. But even as adults, you know, look at our husbands who read all of these World War II books. Yes. And if they don't know every inch of Normandy. By now, I can't imagine what they've been reading about because, I mean, think about that. All of those D-Day books that everybody reads and everybody looks at, that you already know so much about that particular area of the world. Right. And it just makes it more of a connection for you. Because when you actually go, it just comes alive. Exactly. So now, what are some books, literature that inspire travels. Like you pick a book you never thought of that's gonna inspire us to travel. Well, I think that there are quite a few. Um, we're gonna talk later about Crazy Rich Asians and Bloomsday in Dublin, right? Right. And we mention, we'll mention later as well the Harry Potter series, okay. which definitely is inspiration. But how about some of those classics like Dracula? I mean, maybe you never thought about going to Transylvania before, but with Mary Shelley's help, maybe you you're go to Transylvania. Yeah, maybe you're a bit more inspired to do that. I agree. Yeah, and I think that there are books from all over the world that can make you feel that way can i add this though on a book like dracula which is a hard read yes for some for some and if but still i think audiobooks are great for that yes because if it is a challenge for you to read that level audiobooks are great great for you Yes, and I think that audiobooks are also a great way to include kids and maybe things that would normally on the page be above their heads, but taking a little bit of time to listen to it gets them in the context and then they could circle back to the actual written page. So definitely helpful in any way. I'll tell you another thing that I look at when it comes to books is they allow for new experiences when you know the literature 
from where you're visiting. I'll tell you another really quick story about how literature totally influenced us. When we lived in Japan, we listened to a children's book called Hachiko. Mm -hmm. And I was in the library with my students crying. Like I couldn't believe this story. And you better believe I went and I found the train station that the story happened at and the statue to it. And there are so many other stories like that from around the world. It kind of opened my eyes to all of these stories about these great dogs. And you kind of know them, but maybe you've never strung them together in in that kind of manner. Things like Balto and uh-huh. Greyfriars Bobby. And I mean, there are books from all over the world about good boys that need a little love. Yes. And that helped out their humans. And so- I feel bad because I'm having a brain fart right now. But Balto is always the dog that is thought of as bringing the serum. Help me out. Give me the name of the dog. Togo. Yes. Great. I watched the movie. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm not a big watch the movie, but it's a great thing to inspire. Yes, I agree. Togo was a One of those good boys that didn't get mentioned a lot. Yes. You know, and there are other places that you may think of, and we've mentioned Agatha Christie before, but, mm-hmm. you know, her her literature, her writing was very global. You know, it went from Egypt to the Middle East to the Far East to Australia to South Africa, back up to England. And, you know, she was in all of these great locations. And reading her mysteries while they're in those locations can be inspiration in itself for you to do something right. in one of those areas. Not murder someone, though. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. Okay. So let's talk about how we can connect past to present. Sure. I'm going to throw a name out and mm-hmm. let's go. Uh-huh. Percy Jackson. Um, I think Percy Jackson is underrated, and here's why. I think everybody thinks it's a middle school series, and I think adults should read it. It's that good. I read them. Yeah. I think it's great. It is so cleverly done where they take all of this ancient Greek mythology. And then later on, the author, Rick Warden, took uh, Roman mythology as well. And Egyptian. Yes. And it kept on with different series. But he put it in present tense Mm -hmm. where you kind of have to know a little bit about mythology, but you could follow the story through without knowing any of it. And it's so interesting to see that. And I know that... I had a student who actually went back to Greece after reading that book and connected with so many things that the mom wrote me a letter thanking me for recommending that particular series. You know, so I do think that it really is a great way to do that. And especially with kids, if you're going to go to a place where there's just, there's a lot of marble rocks and it has no context, Mm -hmm. this is a, this is definitely how you can help them is through literature. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Now, one of the things that I preach all the time. And to me, you preach it to me. Yes, I do. You are definitely a seven on the art lover list now. Listen, opening the world of art to the non-art lover is so huge. And you can do this in so many ways. Um, I totally recommend The Da Vinci Code. If you haven't read it and you like that suspenseful kind of not gory thriller 
by like that good suspense writing. The Da Vinci Code is great, but it also references so many things that you can have a chance to enjoy. And another really great nonfiction piece is something called The Greatest Art Mystery Ever. And oh. that is the story of the Monuments Men. Um, I love it. Yes. And that was actually written for middle school kids. Uh, however, I say adults read the book. It's done by Robert Edsel and is such a great read in explaining what happened in Italy and Northern Europe as the allies moved their way into Germany and they were working so hard to save all the priceless treasures that the Nazis stole. So a super cool way to connect that whole art world to your travels for sure. So let's talk about giving kids a starting point for travel. Let's say we have kids that they haven't traveled, but we want to put them on that track, put them on the path. Yeah, I think that it's super important. And there is more literature out there for children than can be really totally comprehended. You know, and when you're talking about little kids, grade school kids, and you're going to France, if you don't read Madeline oh, and all of that, uh, those other stories that come from there, you should. The, those stories exist for Tokyo. They exist for Australia. They exist for for London, they exist for Africa. It really kind of doesn't matter where you're going, the children's literature exists. And it does give them a story point, a starting point, so that they have some sort of frame of reference to understand what's happening about them. And, uh, you know, we have a great series on our you website. Do. 10 books in 10 minutes. That's right. And we love that series because it gives you a super quick look at the most popular literature based on destinations. So definitely go over to our website, www.tgctravel.com and check out 10 books in 10 minutes. If you haven't had the chance, there are some really great picks over there with links to get you right to them. Now, what about extending travel while you're not out and about? What are you reading that's giving you that chance to kind of travel dreams since we're not out and about? Well, I just finished the Crazy Rich Asian series. So fun. And I really, really, really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. uh, I've read the Eat, Pray, Love. I mean, those just inspire you. You want to go to Italy and eat a bowl of pasta. No joke. So what about you? What are you reading? Right now, I am. I just finished that book, Booked. I just finished that, and I'm reading For the Love of Travel by Rick Steves. Now, I have read uh, a couple books that take place in India. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be honest, I have no desire to travel. And I think when I read it, it confirmed, you know, I, I get mm -hmm. it. You know, some people love India and that is their jam. Go with it. Enjoy it. But for me, no, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that. And maybe that's something that helps you become a better traveler is you hone in on really what is your travel taste yes. and understanding. So, I mean, that's, it, it works kind of both ways, right? right? Right. So it also helps you understand world customs and traditions that are easier to understand. And in the end, it really makes you a better storyteller because you've had practice reading so many good storytellers. Oh, exactly. And we know that anytime that we are reading, we're uplifting our own storytelling skills. 
Yes. I think we talk about that with our kids a lot, mm -hmm. being teachers. The more you read, the more your storytelling skills will develop. And you'll be able to share these stories of all the places you've been. And reading helps you develop that so much. No joke. Practice makes progress. Yeah. Yeah. So the very last thing I think is that books really unlock the true meaning of quality travel. You know, when we're going around the world, we can hit all the icons out there, mm -hmm. or we can really understand far more about the destinations that we're visiting by using books to help us really understand world culture and world meaning and world values and become far more of a global traveler than we would ever expect. Yes, totally. So Terry, now it's time to talk about our big wrap up question. And I agree. Let's talk about this. Should you pack a book in your suitcase? Okay. What do I have with me now? A book in your suitcase, a book in my suitcase and another book in my bag that I finished. So totally feel that you should take a book with you. What about you? What do you think? I am on the fence because if I'm traveling in a road trip, I'm going to bring 20 books with me, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm going to enjoy it. When I'm traveling overseas, though, I'm really conscious about the amount that I'm hauling around with me, mm -hmm. and I don't want to bring much, and I may go digital at that point in time. That makes sense. That the makes sense. other issue that I have is that I have all of the travel guides that I need in order to do the research, and that takes up the bulk of any room I would have for a, a just a nice lackadaisical mm -hmm. vacation read. So I also have that problem as well because that stack is usually pretty high for me. I bet it is. Yeah. So yes, I wish I could more. So what do you, do you agree? Let's answer. Okay. One, two, three. I, I don't agree. agree. <laughs> oh my gosh. Terry, I'm so excited. Today's going to be a great podcast episode. It's all about how books make us even better travelers than we can be. So let's kick it off with a global book pick. What's your book pick? My pick is that list of books from ambassadors. Tell us Have about, you heard it. about it. <laughs> Have you heard about it? No. Okay, it's a list. It's 50 books picked by ambassadors from all over the world. Well, that sounds very interesting. I guess each book kind of represents the their country. area. Yeah. Okay. I like that a lot. I like that a what lot. What about you? I have a book called Booked, A Traveler's Guide to Literary Locations by Richard Kreitner. And this book actually goes around the world and takes fictitious books that had real settings and tells you where these particular things are. So it could be Agatha Christie, or it could be something that happened in Asia, or just anywhere around the world where there are super cool things. And it's a worldwide book. It goes up all seven continents, and it has different listings for the most famous books that were set in those areas. So super cool. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Which brings me to my travel tip. Yes. Because what I like to do when you're traveling, no joke, be proactive, track down the local authors, and get their books. 
Find those famous little authors in that area, get their books, be proactive, and read about the place that you're planning to visit. Exactly. If you're going to the south of England and you don't read Agatha Christie, it's What's on wrong you. With you. It's on you. I agree. Now, on the other hand, I like to look at digital books that keep everyone entertained while waiting in line for attractions. Let me tell you what I mean by this. I had my teenage kids at Universal Studios. Long lines. Yeah. Long lines. You know what we did while we were waiting? Y'all read Harry Potter. We read Harry Potter in all the lines. And you know what? Not only did it keep us entertained, but the people in front of us and behind us were not doing a very good job of minding their own business and they were listening in. Fine, fine. Reading is free. So true. Yeah. Now, I know that you are, you will read digital books. Yes, I will. I will not. Really? I prefer a book in my hand. I prefer it, but I'll do the digital book for convenience sake. I got you. Yeah. But for me, I take my books with me. And what mm -hmm. I like, which is one of our products, mm -hmm. okay, in our show notes, it's the book sleeve from BookBow. Yes. And it's so great because you put your book in it that you're reading. It zips closed. And you know what? You don't get the torn cover. You don't get stains on it. It's all protected. Nice in your little sleeve. And it has a front little pouch. So if you want to like slip a pen or a highlighter, if you're one of those people who likes to take notes and annotate in the margin about where you're going, what you're doing. How about your readers? That's oh, something good to put in there, aren't they? I don't know what you're talking about. I get don't know. On. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, the other thing that I like to keep books really nice, especially when I'm on the road, are those super cute travel-inspired bookmarks and the sticky notes and tabs that kind of keep your place a little bit better than just folding down a corner. Oh, girl, don't you dog ear those. No. You used to call it dog earing. That's it. That's what I'm talking about. But yes. I love cute bookmarks. I am a little obsessed with them lately. You you collect those like I collect Christmas ornaments, don't you? Yes, possibly. Yeah. It's it's true. Yeah. Tell me about your travel binge. What travel inspired movie yes. do you enjoy that's based on a book? Well, I watched actually the movie first before I read the book. Uh-huh. And I watched the movie Crazy Rich Asians. There it is. And then I read all three books in the series. Mm -hmm. And so much more information. I want to go to Singapore. Uh, you know what? I liked the movie. We went and we saw the movie together and it was a lot of fun. Yes. We had, it's a fun movie. The book is far more in depth about these families oh and the goodness, traditions. It's and it's a little bit more dramatic. And than I think the, we're going to get your daughter mm -hmm. a Singaporean. Oh, and just marry her into one of those crazy rich Asian families. Yep. I feel good about that. I'm yep. fine. Okay. Marrying uh, off. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will tell you my travel binge, the thing that I will watch over and over and over and over and over again is 1974's, not the new one with Donnie Depp, yeah. Murder on the Orient Express. It's a great Agatha Christie movie, and the movie was done so well off the book. They really don't miss very much from the book in that particular movie. They they hit on everything so well. And it's just a piece of cinema that I can watch over and over again. Mm -hmm. I love it. Gotcha. I love it. Okay, let's talk food. 
Hit it. Well, you know, I had a trip planned. Right. We were going to stay over in London a couple days in this trip. And the one thing I think you need to make sure that you hit, high tea. True. And what's great is they offer it on the double-decker buses. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you can go to the classic places, but hey, let's have tea on the double-decker bus and let's tour around and see everything. And the great thing is that the little sweetie things you have mm -hmm. is from Bridget's Bakery. Which is a good bakery. Mm. Yeah, they know what they're doing with their petit fours. This is Them what I'm petty saying. fours. Those petty fours. Okay, on the same note and in the same area of the world, I highly recommend one of the pub crawls in Dublin, which is the literary pub crawl. You could do the Bloomsday one based on James Joyce's Ulysses. Mm -hmm. There are quite a few Irish authors that you could follow. And if you do love those classics, it's a really great way to walk those footsteps of those incredibly important books in literature. Now, can I ask this? Yes. If I'm a non-drinker, can I still go do the pub crawls with my friends? I think that you could go and do the pub crawls as a non-drinker with your friends the same way somebody who doesn't drink tea can go to high tea. Gotcha. Yeah, you definitely can. I, I There's no reason and not to. And people need to know that. Just because yeah. it says pub crawl doesn't mean you got to get schnockered and actually crawl from place to place. And just because it says pub crawl doesn't mean that you're going to get schnockered. I don't think that that's the point of it. Honestly, the ones that are in Dublin are more about exposing you to the culture uh, and not necessarily just like, let's go drink Ooh, and party. Because that's what some of these Americans do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, it's a little too much sometimes. Let's talk travel tech. Now, I have a very quick travel tech. If you have not dipped your toe into the world of subscription boxes, start with something called the Wordy Traveler, which is a subscription box of travel books for those discerning travelers out there. What about you? Well, for me, I like the, I've downloaded the app uh, and you add your books to your bookshelf list. So you keep a list of the books that you want to read for your travel experiences. And once you read them, you can review them and it stays on your list. So you can always go back to them. That's cool. Yeah. I like that one. Good You're choice. Welcome. Good choice. You know, the travel industry has taken quite a blow from several global issues, including the war in Ukraine, the climb out of the COVID-19 crisis, and inflation that makes it hard for people to get out into the world like they want to. At this point, leading experts are predicting that it's going to take up to three years for the travel industry to bounce back to full force. One way that you can help the travel industry is to like and subscribe to 10 microbloggers. Each time you do, you're telling all those travel industry experts that you are ready to enjoy everything that the world has to offer, and you can start with us. That's right. You can find us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and even LinkedIn at Babsha and Yaya. That is B-A-B-C-I-A and Y-I-A-Y-I-A. We'd love to hear from you. Contact us at bobsheandyaya at gmail.com with your questions, suggestions, favorite travel tips, products, and travel trends so that we can share your ideas in the future. 
Bob Shan Yaya is our home base for everything we love about travel. It's where our blog and show notes live and where we share access to all of our resources, including travel literacy for kids. We always have new posts about all the things we love about travel, including today's topics, as well as feature destinations, travel lifestyle, and stories to make you smile. Didn't get all of that? No worries. Just check out our show notes for all of the ways to stay in touch and links to anything we chatted about in this episode. As always, thanks for joining us for our journey. Terry, I'm excited. There are tons of great picks and tips that we have today in order to make the book lover any kind of traveler they can be. So let's kick off with some global book picks. What okay. you got? I got that list of books from ambassadors, which is a list. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> it's done. <laughs> no, we keep going. We keep going. Okay. And gathering my thoughts. Okay. okay. Hey, let's- Terry. <laughs> let's try that again. That was flawless. <laughs> okay, I can't do it with Megan. She's judging me. <laughs> Megan, stop judging. We're going to run out of time. Okay, 